house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's going on, everybody? This is the Big Easy Bets podcast, and I am your host, Logan. And for the first time since we started this podcast, I am flying solo today by myself in the studio. This is going to be probably the shortest episode that we have ever done. Uh, This is going to be a very quick talk about uh, some updates in the New Orleans sports scene episode, and then also give you the breakdown of the first ever Big Easy Bets golf tournament at the end of July. Uh, But first things first, big news for the Saints. They signed Jarvis Landry, free agent wide receiver. You should know him if you don't. Uh, You've been living under a rock from New Orleans area, from Louisiana. Uh, Not the New Orleans area, but he's from Louisiana. Went to LSU. Was a standout receiver there with Odell Beckham. He really doesn't need an introduction. I don't even know why I'm giving you one. Uh, The Saints sign him. Big, big pickup, in my opinion. Big locker room guy going to bring a lot of intensity to the locker room. Clearly, he's a hard worker. We saw it firsthand on hard knocks, and we also saw that he's not afraid to throw hands. Uh, We'll mix it up with his teammates when it calls for it. But for a wide receiver room that was absolutely begging, or a fan base that was begging for a wide receiver to be added into the mix, last season you're looking at Marquez Callaway, Deontay uh, Harris, now known as Deontay Hardy, I mean, Traquan Smith, the ghost of Traquan Smith, who knows if we're going to even see him this year. He's going to be buried on the depth chart. A fan base that has been screaming for you to go out and get a receiver, they've been listening, apparently. You draft Chris Olave, Michael Thomas is coming back, and now you have Jarvis Landry coming to the team. A huge, huge pickup. I mean, there's a there's a buzz in New Orleans right now. When you take into account the Pelicans getting the eighth overall pick, the Saints revamping, reloading, looking like they're going to be a contender this year. If you ask me, uh, you need to bet money on them to win the Super Bowl. I've gone on record many a times. It was 55-1 to 1 odds. I locked it in. It's dropped drastically, at least down to 40-1, to 1, and it's going to continue to drop. So if you plan on betting on the Saints, do it sooner rather than later. But so, yeah, Jarvis Landry is a saint. Pair that with Tyron Matthew as a saint. Daryl Williams, another LSU guy, New Orleans guy, is in the city today meeting with the Saints. Could this be another pickup? That's why I said we're forming a Louisiana super team. And it's a big deal. This is a team that is not in a rebuild. Been screaming it from the mountaintops. I have people telling me left and right that we are in a rebuild. In what way, shape, or form are we in a rebuild right now? You get rid of your good players when you're in a rebuild. You're trying to stockpile draft picks, draft capital. You don't go out there and get the guys that we're getting. You don't add a Tyron Matthew to the secondary. You don't go get Jarvis Landry to be your number three wide receiver. We have a top wide receiver room in the league now. Four months ago, we were crying, screaming, give us somebody, please. So things are turning around in New Orleans. There's a buzz in the city. 
I mean, there's a lot to be excited for. And then, in other news, NBC released Drew Brees after one year. So this one's been rubbing me the wrong way a little bit because Drew Brees decided to take to Twitter and uh, make an announcement that, yes, he has been released from NBC, that he doesn't know what his future is in regards to whether he's going to be uh, and let me just read it specifically for you. So Drew Brees, first thing he tweeted out, this was two days ago. He says, man, signing Jarvis and, and Tyron Matthew makes me want to come back and play again. Great additions, leaders, and players. Okay, no harm, no foul there. Then he follows that up with, despite speculation from media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior golf tour, coach my kids, or all of the above. I'll let you know. Okay. So, the one line in there that has now caused up a media frenzy, clearly, is that he may train for the pickleball tour. Now, obviously, it's, I may play football again. What do you mean by that? Because you retired, and Sean Payton also retired. There's been speculation. Is Sean Payton going to go to the Panthers he's been linked with? Uh, they said he wanted to potentially go to Miami with a to- with Tom Brady. He just retired. Well, all of that speculation got put to bed because Sean Payton signed a deal with Fox. So he is going to be uh, a fill-in for Jimmy Johnson, it sounds like, on the broadcast there. I'm sure they'll do some other things with him here and there. So it doesn't appear that Sean Payton is going to be coaching football this year, which he goddamn better not be. If you retire, say, you, oh, you just need a break and you need, you got to just focus on other things. If you hopped right back into the saddle before the year was, before you, if you didn't even sit out a season, that's a tough pill to swallow, for me at least. Uh, so back to Drew Brees. If I'm Jameis, and I'm reading that tweet. I'm I'm frustrated from by that tweet. I'm not happy with Drew Brees. Me personally, not speaking from Jameis's standpoint. Me personally, I got Drew Brees' jersey hanging on the wall right to my left. Drew Brees is my favorite football player of all time. Drew Brees, in my opinion, is one of, if not the most, underappreciated football players of all time. He gets a worse rap than anybody ever for the amount of production and how how elite of a quarterback he was for decades. He gets a very bad rap. Um, I don't like Drew Brees putting this out there. What do you mean you may play football again? For who? For the Saints? Are you going to go to Carolina? Where are you going to go? Seattle? You going to play for somebody other than the black and gold? I personally don't want to go back. I don't want to go backwards. I love Drew Brees. I know he played through injuries, and I have gone to bat for Drew Brees probably more than just about anybody. So um, I placed a a good-sized bet on the Saints to win the Super Bowl before Drew Brees decided to tweet this. I am all in with Jameis. I am on the Jameis train We have loaded him up with offensive weapons. They said his rehab has been going very well. The defense is still the defense, top five defense in football. You add Tyron Matthew back there, and on and on and on. We've gone over this many times now. 
I'm confused by what Drew Brees is doing, though, by coming out here and saying this and then just adding this, just throwing fuel on this fire and adding in all of this confusion. Dennis Allen came out clearly uh, proving that he has not spoken to Drew Brees. He said uh, it seemed like he made that comment in jest, meaning he was joking when he put that comment out there. But he said seemed like he hasn't. That, to me, seems that he hasn't spoken to Drew Brees. They were confused by Drew Brees coming out and saying that. It could be not even newsworthy at all. He might have no intention of coming back and playing football ever again. So uh, is he going to pull a Brett Favre and, and hop in and out of retirement like he's playing jump rope? I don't know. I hope not. I really, really hope not. I don't ever want to see Drew Brees play for another franchise. If it's not the Saints, I don't want to see him suit up and play in the NFL ever again. But I don't think that it's a good idea if we go backwards. Personally, I think that we need to roll with what we have in Jameis. Uh, It's very disappointing the way the last four years went with Drew Brees as quarterback. And it's not Drew Brees' fault. I know everybody wants to sit up there and talk about how Drew Brees was terrible. Drew Brees sucked, this and that. No, he really didn't. I don't give two shits about the deep ball. I don't care that he couldn't throw it deep. I care that he was able to move the chains consistently. I understand what happened against Tampa. Some bad throws put us behind the eight ball. Two miscommunications that nobody wants to talk about, though. Michael Thomas ran the wrong route on the interception. I think it was Carlton Davis. Uh, Alvin Kamara, clearly Drew Brees thought that that was going to be some type of a wheel route. Uh, There was a miscommunication there. So... I don't I, – it, it's the popular thing to bash Drew Brees. It has been for quite a while. It doesn't make sense to me. You won't hear me do it. Uh, but in regards of him coming back to play football, I, I, I hope he doesn't, to be quite honest. This is Jameis's team now. I'm all in. We're full, full speed ahead with Jameis as the starting quarterback. And you should be too. So he's saying all the right things. Great locker room guy. You can tell he's putting in the work. We have weapons around him now. Marcus Callaway was our number one wide receiver last year. Melted. Melted. Having to deal with the number one cornerbacks. Now he can be the number four. Unless, this brings me to the next topic. Unless Jarvis Landry goes out there and recruits Odell Beckham Jr. to the Saints. Obviously we know Odell is rehabbing a knee injury, an ACL tear that he suffered in the Super Bowl after he caught a touchdown in that Super Bowl. So this was another trending topic uh, that I've gotten into personal discussions with, but have with others, but I've also seen people going crazy about it on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, social media. Odell's a guy that it's like everyone feels like they have to pick a side on how they feel about Odell Beckham Jr. And I really, I don't understand the hate that he gets. So, um. What you do off the field, I don't fucking care about at all. I don't care. Unless you're, like, abusing someone or you're physically harming someone. If you're or, or breaking the law, whatever. I, even breaking the law. I don't give a shit. If you're, not, if you're not degrading someone or harming someone, go do whatever the hell you want to do. I don't care. Alvin Kamara. We love Alvin Kamara. He just beat the shit out of a guy. Stomped him out. Like Dave Chappelle. Don't care. Don't care. Don't know what was said. Don't care. Um, everyone wants to, like, play the the holy roller with Odell Beckham Jr., and I don't get it. I really don't. 
It's been said many a times that he's not a bad teammate. Teammates go to bat for him left and right. The Rams GM uh, and then Sean McVay both said, we want him back and we would love to have him back. There's players in Cleveland saying, we hope he comes back. They're basically admitting that Baker Mayfield was the problem. It was not Odell Beckham Jr. Baker's gone. It's Deshaun Watson now. Baker's not officially gone, but he's as good as gone. It's Deshaun Watson's team, even though he's suspended for a couple weeks. They're now saying we hope that Odell Beckham Jr. comes back to Cleveland. So what, I mean, what is it? He's a bad locker room guy. He's a cancer. It obviously blew up in with the Giants. An organization that's not run very well, it doesn't appear. Odell clearly is passionate. We uh, The kicking net thing, yeah, I, I had somebody tell me that. Oh, he, he fell in love with the kicking net. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Not really. But if you want to say it was funny, it was uh, 2016 was when it was funny. We've seen Odell Beckham Jr. take over the league. Became the face of football with a one-handed catch, cover of Madden, going toe-to-toe with Josh Norman and winning the battle, I might add. So everybody wants to say, we don't need Odell. Everybody wants to play, uh, now they're, they're a CPA, they're, they're the cap specialist. We can't afford Odell. How the fuck do you know if we can afford Odell? If Mickey Loomis and Kai Hartley go, okay, we're going to sign Odell. We can afford him. You don't understand. Everybody wants to pretend like they understand the terminology. Avoidable years. Now, clearly nobody understands what avoidable year is. Nobody. Mickey Loomis and Kai Hartley have found every loophole in the book to navigate the cap situation year after year after year. It's a myth. It doesn't exist. We're $100 million over the cap every year. We're like $20 million over the cap right now. I'm probably being a little generous with that number, but we've got plenty of money out now to go sign a top-tier player if we wanted to. So is Odell Beckham Jr. on the top of my list? No. We have other needs that we can address. But if it works out, if his rehab's going well and we feel like, yeah, we, we can pick him up at a, at a reasonable price. If Mickey and Kai think that it makes sense to go sign him, who am I to say no? Do I think he's going to cause problems in our locker room? No. A locker room with Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, now Tyron Matthew, his best friend Jarvis Landry. You've got, you've got leaders all throughout. We have a rock-solid front office. It's been proven. Dennis Allen's been with the team for quite a while. He's a first-year head coach with us. He was a coach with the Raiders, went up in flames. First-year head coach with us. This isn't his first rodeo. He's not, new to the, he's not new to the organization. Pete Carmichael at OC. You just basically took out Sean Payton. Dennis Allen's now getting the final say. But it's essentially the same coordinate group that we've had. That has proven to be successful. The most successful franchise over the last five years. So what's the problem? Why would we not want Odell to come in and be the number three, maybe even number four wide receiver? We don't think that that would be a good good acquisition? That he wouldn't contribute? Give me a break, dude. Everybody loves to hate Odell. I really don't understand. He came in and was a massive contributor for the Rams. Caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl and looked like he was about to have a blow-up of a game. That's not even a saying. And then he tears his ACL, unfortunately. So this whole, I got to pick a side, and and either you're pro-Odell or anti-Odell. Like, 
oh, he's, he's a cancer. He's a, he's a bad guy off the field, bad teammate. How the fuck do you know? Do you know him? Do you know his teammates? Have you spoken to him? Or are you just hearing what ESPN tells you, which time and time again has been proven that Stephen A. Smith doesn't know shit. Go over to Fox. Skip Bayless doesn't know shit. Shannon Sharp might be on the inside with some of the NFL guys, but for the most part doesn't know shit. None of these guys know anything. They're just out there trying to get you to click on their headlines on the internet. They're trying to get you to tune into their segment because they're saying these clickbaity things. And I mean, go look at Skip Bayless's Twitter, top to bottom. It's just outlandish statements to get you to tune in so you can go, this guy's a moron. That's what they want you to do. I go by off of what his teammates have said about him. There's a couple anonymous teammates that didn't want to come forward with their identity and wanted to say, oh, yeah, he, uh, he alienated the locker room. I've, I've been able to find two. I found, I've found multiple teammates that have come forward, uh, not anonymous, and have said, came to work every day, great teammate, great guy in the locker room, passionate, wants to win. We don't want that. I could, I could go out right now. I could write up an article and say, anonymous player says, blah, 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 about whoever. And nobody can tell me that that's wrong. It's an, it's an anonymous player. I don't care about an anonymous source because an anonymous source could be a fake source. Odell to the Saints would be huge. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham paired with Chris Olave and Michael Thomas. Go get give me all give me all the LSU professionals. Please. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to you don't have to pick a side with Odell. We don't have to pretend like he wouldn't contribute that he wouldn't be the best number three or number four wide receiver in football when healthy. Because he's proven, he went to L.A., proved to everyone that he wasn't the problem in Cleveland. That montage that his dad put together of Baker Mayfield missing him as he's wide open turned a lot of heads, and people were starting to be like, maybe um, maybe he's on to something. So, and then he goes to L.A. and wins a Super Bowl, catches a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Looked damn good before the injury. I'd take him in a heartbeat. So, so that's a little Saints news. Pelicans news, like I said, we got the number eight pick. Only playoff team to be picking in the lottery. Thanks, L.A. Thanks, LeBron. You got Anthony Davis. You got one championship out of it. Might have an asterisk next to it if you ask some people. Uh, but, yeah, you got Anthony Davis. Went and recruited the uh, 2012 super team in Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, Mello. Christ, dude. Lifetime Achievement Award over there in L.A. Thank you for giving us the uh, another first-round draft pick to go with all of our guys. So, top 10 pick. I hope it's Benedict Matherin. I'm not going to dive into it too much. I hope it's Ben Matherin out of Arizona. I think he's the one of the best guards, if not the best guard in the draft. Really, he's the best guard in the draft, if you ask me. Uh, but there, there's so much promise in New Orleans right now. The Pelicans just took over the city. Electric. Now we're picking in the top 10. You're going to add another young stud. Zion, we're waiting. He's coming back. I got the jersey. I'm looking at it. There's bright days ahead for the New Orleans Pelicans and the city of New Orleans. This coming season, basketball, football, LSU back with Brian Kelly bringing, reviving the franchise, I mean, reviving the uh, the school. McMahon with the basketball team. It's, 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 a, good, it's a good time to be an LSU sports fan. So uh, we'll see who we pick with the number eight pick. Like I said, I hope it's Ben Matherin. But all right, that's uh, all I wanted to touch on in terms of a sports update. Like I said, it's just me in the studio today. 
Uh, just got just got jobbed with a ninth inning, actually an eleventh inning walk off home run for the Brewers. Another another baseball pick that I lose in extra innings. Can't catch a break. We're a football podcast. There's no secret there. We're waiting. We're waiting for football to come back. We're passing the time by losing money betting baseball. The main reason that I am doing this podcast today is to let you know, if you have not already heard, that we are having the first ever Big Easy Bets golf tournament on Saturday, July 30th at 1 p.m. Four-man scramble shotgun start. You get a first-place trophy. It's $75 per person, $300 per team. All the proceeds will be donated to the Hope House in Covington. Uh, The main purpose of the Hope House is to help uh, in child abuse they also will uh, do what they can in terms of helping children find foster homes and this and that. And it, it's a very good organization, an organization that my grandfather donated to many a times. That's why we chose that one. Um, but if you golf, even if you don't golf, if you have one friend who's good at golf, that's all you need. Four-man scramble, everybody tees off, you play from the best ball. It's not best ball, but it's a four-man scramble. You're playing from the best shot every time. Free food, free alcohol, free drinks, the whole nine yards. There will be a trophy to first place. We're going to have raffles. We're going to have gifts to give away. If you like golf, if you don't like golf, if you like beer, come on out. Come see us July 30th, Royal Golf Club in Slidell. It's going to be a good time for charity. All the proceeds donated to the Hope House. Uh, We also have a sponsor sheet available If you have a business of your own or if you know someone that may be interested in sponsoring the golf tournament, you can do that. You can sponsor a golf cart. You can sponsor the drink cart. Have your banner hung on the drink cart as it goes around the course. And it is not selling, passing out free drinks to everybody playing. You can sponsor a hole. You could do a whole bunch of different things. We have many different sponsor tiers available. So if you or someone you know is interested in that, by all means, please pass the information on. You can go to my Facebook page to find a registration link for the tournament itself, and then you will also find the sponsor sheet there as well. Golfing for a good cause. We personally, uh, my foursome, we are going to film our entire round, get content out of it. The way we play, when you lose a ball, you shotgun a beer. So as soon as you lose that first ball, you shotgun a beer, then now you're extremely more likely to lose a second ball. It turns into a shit show typically by hole five or six, but it's very entertaining. Um, it's a good time. We're all going to probably be absolutely plastered before we even touch the back nine. Uh, odds are we are not going to win our tournament, but it will not be for a lack of trying. Uh, I, I will be playing the Royal golf course very consistently over the next two months. I'm going to be in tip top shape. It's not a course that you really lose a lot of golf balls on pretty open course, but there's certainly its fair share of opportunities to uh, to lose a ball, and I, I, I'd be willing to guarantee that we will if by some chance we're lighting it up and we're not losing golf balls. Well, then we're just going to be drinking anyway. So that's what it's all about. So like I said, if you, if you want to come golf for a good cause, if you want to just come golf just because, come on out, come see us July 30th. It's a Saturday, no excuse. The only reason you shouldn't come to this is if you hate kids and you hate charity. So whoever's not there that I personally know, it's, I mean, I'm going to fully assume it's just because you don't like kids and you don't like giving them to charity. So uh, $75 to play is very generous. You'll be hard pressed to find a tournament under $125 to $100. So this isn't about making money. This is about going out, having a good time, 
generating, uh, getting eyes on our podcast that we put a lot of time and effort into, and then going out and having a good time playing golf and donating the proceeds to charity. That's really all there is to it. So like I said, guys, short episode, 25 minutes just under. It's a very promising time to be a, a Louisiana sports fan. And that's really all I got for you today. So um, go Calgary. It's the only team I got left in the NHL playoffs, plus 800. Calgary Flames all the way. I'm going to get back to going, uh, losing all these baseball bets and just trying to hibernate until football season's back. Y'all have a good one. Who dat? The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it.